Hello, welcome, welcome to Spellcast Adventures. This is our live D&D game here on YouTube, hosted by me, Kira Cosmo. And um, if you don't know who I am, because I totally forgot to introduce myself last time, let me introduce myself now. <laughs> My name is Kira Cosmo, and I have been a content creator since around 2008, and a video game industry veteran of about 10 years, working on such titles as Wildstar, World of Warcraft, Overwatch, and Lego Star Wars, just to name a few, and currently a project manager on Redacted. Can't talk about it, but maybe later. <laughs> I am playing a half-rabbit folk, half-halfling wizard in this campaign named Penelope Brightwhiskers, or you can call her Pippi for short. <laughs> now for some housekeeping, we have our first fan art. Yay! <laughs> oh my god, I was blown away when this happened. Like... Um, it was sent to us, and I was like trying not to cry because it's so amazing. But um, so we have our first fan art by Dragonfire Studios. I have linked her in the description below, so please check her out. And we have a first fan art of Pippi. Look how cute! <laughs> it's amazing. It's literally everything that I described in my character description. She is a wizard who is obsessed with stars and constellations and um, pink hair, rabbit ears, of course. And this is, this is the exact outfit that I kind of had in my head. So how amazing is that? And then for the second thing that she did, she did some fun little comics of Diggin and Pippi's adventures. And this is really, really cute. And so Maximiel is in there about our well, her really explosive introduction, and then our little chat about pockets in the last episode. <laughs> How awesome is this? If you want to check out more, check out the link in the description below of her artwork. And thank you so much for providing this. You made all of us super, super happy. <laughs> and then um, that's it on housekeeping. Let's introduce the uh, rest of our players, shall we? Hello, let's see if my mic is still working on this screen. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should be uh, heard now as well as myself. Um, let's do some game introductions of everybody who is playing. Let's start off with my left here. We have Magic. Hey everybody, my name is Magic. I play the uh, half-orc Tarak Ostra. And uh, I'm a level three. Awesome. And then to my right, we have Zach. Hey, everyone. My name is Zach Lavoy. Um, you can find me over on Twitter at, or at Zach Lavoy. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me, I am playing Dorin Argentrixus, the Dragonborn Barbarian. Perfect. And then to the side of him is Josh. Hey, guys. I'm Josh Warbington. I play uh, a Warforged or how we call it here on Siorion, uh, the Yurig, and he is a rogue. Awesome. And then down to this side, we have Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I play Max Meal, the uh, tiefling sorcerer. Awesome. And below Sarah, we have 
last but not least, Mr. Nate. Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Nate. I play Soren, the Blade Singer Rogue. Sweet. And um, also, not last but not least, our magical DM here who created this wonderful world of Siorian and uh, has some updates for us. And take it, take it now. Take it oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I will take it by the reins and drive it home. <laughs> Uh, my name is Ben. I'm on Twitter at BM the BM. Um, you can find me also on World Anvil, dealing with all things Siorion. But we are here to play the game, and I know everybody's super excited, so we just want to jump right back in. Last week, when our intrepid heroes met for the first time in Midatona, we found that a few of them had been traveling together before, a few of them crossing paths for the first time. And all were shaken awake or shaken by the massive explosion and the introduction of Maximils as she was dragged from a burning tower. A um, little bit of investigation around the town later, but turns out that the the guard in the town was stretched a little thin in the hammers of Midatona. A mercenary force had contracted the group to do a little labor for him and see if they could get to the bottom of what these bandits were up to. These people that attacked the town so brazenly and. According to Max Meal, stole a very important book and uh, killed a friend of hers who she had met. But we woke uh, where we continued north, heading out to see the bandits themselves, and ended in a bit of a tense situation in camp with uh, Penelope disguised as Zane Redstream along with Diggin while the rest of the group waited from the edges and the perimeter, trying to see what they could see as. Tensions rose a little bit. People hurt, and from one of the tents outstepped Rodman, a traveling companion of Maximil, with the bard from town, Franklin Dubois, who he had spent the night with before. And that is where we left off. Diggin, you stare down Rogar after planting a finger into his chest, and he put everybody on high alert. And Penelope, you are just a few short steps away next to the campfire. What would you guys like to do? Uh, I'll take it, if you want. Uh, Diggin will will stand up tall after poking this individual and somewhere off on the side, his barbaric Amazonian wife um, will kind of just full-on stand uh, his six-foot-four height look down at the individual and say i believe you do not want confrontation here sir not really in the mood for fighting we've all been into our cups a bit but i don't like people coming in and telling me what to do especially telling me in my own camp it was merely a suggestion Yarin, back at the other side of the camp now, in her tent, shouts back out to her, Rogar, just get to bed, we're all exhausted. Rogar kind of looks around for a moment, all the men are tense. You see those that had been spending a little private time near the borders of the light with, uh, you know, the men and women they fancied trying to enjoy their evening, all on high alert now, hands gripping swords, Weapons starting to come back out, but everybody just kind of pauses and looks back and 
Rogar has a huge grin across his face. Say, look, friend, there's nothing really to be to be fighting about. You got what you were after, you know, and we got some sustenance. But, uh, you know, if you, uh, you say the guards are looking to come scrap with us, we'll be on our way. But we're not taking off tonight by any means. We've got a, got a whole evening of celebration ahead of us. Of course. You are welcome to celebrate. It is a victorious evening. You watch for just a brief moment as Rodnan is kind of peering through the darkness. He's, we remember, right, he's um, over on this side of the camp. Rodnan and Franklin kind of lean into each other and exchange a whisper and duck back into their tent. Can I see if Franklin, like, if he's clocked us and recognized at least the two that are out there? Um, sure, make an insight check for me. And may I see if Rodnan is undead? <laughs> nice first roll. That's solid. Um, <laughs> what are you What are you going to do if uh, to see uh, to, to determine if Rodnan's undead? Um, would it be investigation or perception? You can try, um, definitely. Uh, should I get closer to try, or would I have to do it from here? They are, they're ducking back into their tent. Go ahead and... Okay. You can either roll insight or investigation. Um, with that distance and the darkness, I'm going to give you disadvantage on that as well. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and uh, as as she's rolling that, I do apologize for the sniffles today. I've got a bit of a cold, so any sniffling and throat clearing, I do apologize. I'm trying to stay hydrated. You're fine. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh no. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Solid rolls. That was good. That was good great. Good follow up. Good yeah. follow up. I mean, it's it's very dark and hard to tell. Um, and he did kind of peek out quickly. Soren, you you watch. They kind of lean in and whisper. Um. But you can also tell the the firelight's dancing off of their face, and these the backs of these individuals are to them. They haven't really figured out and don't seem to be in too much of a hurry to get away from the situation. Okay. They're just kind of going back to the privacy of their tent. Okay. And you look for a moment too as everybody else starts taking a cue and seeing that it's all calming down just a little bit and the tensions duck back down a little bit and most people return to their cups a few of them take the uh, opportunity to step away from the campfire and start heading out um you see the fellows behind you you can hear rustling as they spread out a little bit and take up patrol po positions kind of at the edges of camp i'm um, oh, no. stepping outside of the light that you could see as they you know, a little bit more alert but they also do have wineskins with them and are still chatting and drinking. I say to the main guy, I, and I'm just like, are you are you sure you don't want to leave? Maybe like in the morning, you know, since they are kind of aware of your situation, they might be on the way to, you know, mess stuff up. Oh, yeah. That's that's what I said. We, we appreciate the warning. We're going to keep drinking because, you know, a lot to celebrate. You've got your those nice little cases there that your friend picked up and We'll all be on our way in the morning. Promise? Yeah. I pro yes, if that makes you feel better, I promise we are going to be on the way in the morning. All right. Thank you for your kindness, individual. And I'll look look to Zane and, like, peer 
into Zane's soul. I think we should be going. Agreed. You sure you don't want to stick around for a drink or two? Diggin does not drink. We appreciate it. Oh, very good. Well, Zane does. Zane's had a few already, it looks like. Yeah, I think I'm... Yes. I think I had one too many. A toast, then, to our successful business venture. And he hands out a cup to you, Zane. Oh. I pretend to drink it from Zane's mouth. Not actually drink, because it's... <laughs> Make a deception check. <laughs> Oh, no. Because <laughs> I can't drink without anything. Oh, boy. Uh -oh. Okay. In the middle of the road. Well, um, the very drunk Rogar leans heavily <laughs> into this cup all the way back, and you kind of do the magic illusion equivalent of, like, throwing it over your shoulder, but you're, like, <laughs> dumping it on your head. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you get a little bit soaked and you hear some splash on the ground and kind of looks back. He's like, Rah! Uh, it's the spot. Yeah. Well, you all travel safe. I hope your camp's near. You don't want to be wandering these jungles in the middle of the night. But since you won't stay here, all I can do is wish you the best of luck. Thanks for stopping by. Likewise. Thanks. Enjoy your spoils. <laughs> I salute. And then I, uh, as Diggin, will go off northward. <laughs> All right, Penelope, where are you heading? I'm following. I'm following him. <laughs> okay. The rest of you watch as Penelope, as Zane, and uh, Diggin take off from the north side of camp. What would the rest of you like to do that are down, kind of hiding back behind the horse carts here? Fall back the way we came, I think. Well, Were I have we something... able to hear the conversation that took place, or...? Uh, yeah, you were you were definitely aware of the tensions kind of rising in the camp. Um, you all clocked around and kind of come out of that tent um, and watched as Maximil tensed up. Um, you could almost hear the hair standing up on the back of her neck. Um, but from there, you could hear um, Yarin and Rogar discussing, Diggin and Penelope having a chat about them leaving and, you know, them agreeing to be gone in the morning. Um... Or do they seem like they're um, acting like what we would expect after um, after the two left, our two companions left, or does it seem like they're following them? Um, yeah, make a um, make an insight check for me. Let's kind of study them. Okay. Um, yeah, with a 13, you see everybody kind of get comfortable around camp again. A few more head back the tents. Um, the gentleman here directly um, starts to move back across. Oh, I'm sorry, I should have painted him. There you go. This fella starts to move back towards the camp where he was, or his tent, with the, the man and the woman that were with him. Um, uh -oh. Tarak, you watch her... <laughs> The, the female that was with him stumbles and kind of looks your direction under the cart and for a brief moment your heart stops as she stares directly at you um, but the surprise washes off of her face in just a moment as she kind of recovers from falling and there's laughter as the three of them take off um, back to their campsite okay 
but uh, but they're not being Every followed. No, everybody else seems to be kind of winding down for the evening. I, I uh, turn back, or I, I turn to um, Soren and Maximil and uh, and Doran, I guess we're there, and um, Arctus, my friends, I uh, think we have accomplished everything we could. And uh, he's kind of going to follow back to uh, um, where uh, Diggin and Pippi went, but kind of going the, the long way around to make sure we're not going to get um, spotted. Okay. Would, Everybody else going with or taking a look around? What would you guys like I'd to do? Just like to bring up the fact that that man who came out of the tent was Rodman. The one who's my friend who was stabbed through the chest. Oh. He's not stabbed through the chest. He's alive and with the anim enemy. We can discuss when we get a little bit further away from the camp, I think. <laughs> Isn't there. They'll be here. We can come back. Yes, we must go. It is very important to leave now. Fine. All right, go ahead and make a stealth check for him. Uh, do we still have his pass without a trace? Um, I believe you guys dropped We that. dropped it by the bush. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, nice. Wow. Hey. Ouch. Oh, a lot of you do work together to slip out of the camp unnoticed. Um, you do spot as you're getting out through these carts, though, and making your way a uh, kind of a loose satchel sitting here by one of the uh, one of the carts. And I had who spotted it? Doran, you have the highest perception. You kind of whether by Dumb luck, or just that dim light, even without the night nor dark vision to help you, you kind of spot this little little satchel. There's a big folded piece of paper sticking out of it, and then a couple notebooks, as well as a loose coin purse in there. Seeing that, Doran's going to scoop it up and tuck it into his like waistband of his belt. Okay. And a lot of you are easily able to slip around the perimeter of the camp. Um, Penelope and Diggin, what are you guys up to up there at the north side? Uh, Diggin is leading Penelope out of the camp to the north. Is there a tree line outside of this camp? There are some loose tree lines. Yeah, it gets uh, it gets pretty thick with vegetation outside the camp here. This okay. is alongside of a riverbank, and it kind of cuts through the jungle a bit. I will, under like a, a whisper, uh, since we're like leaving the camp, I will, I will say to Zane, Zane, I think it's best if you stop talking. Um, no offense. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, we're done. We're, we, we're done, right? We finished. We, no, we, let's no? get away. Okay. But they promised. Yes, sure. Let's get into the tree line. I will grab the others. Should I say, send a signal? You can send a signal. Well, I can, but I don't know if we should. <laughs> what is the signal? Hopefully not a flare. No. We we all know how that went last time. <laughs> oh, that's right. 
Oh, session zero. <laughs> that little little meta little insight for our personal That's session. <laughs> I forgot about that. Is that what that forest fire was? Oh, it, it Let's went. get into the woods. Okay. Deal. And um, yeah, well, I'll continue to lead uh, into the tree line a little bit. I, I would say not super far, but out of the direct line of sight of the camp. And then the moment we get there, I would like to at least hide and, and try and see if we're being watched before I will eventually try and make my way back to the party. Okay. Outside of the camp on the north side, there's a couple of guards posted, more of these bandits. These two are kind of at near the tree line, um, up against a, a couple of dead logs that are shorn of branches and really a good spot to sit and set up an ambush uh, if they weren't passed out drunk. Uh, you, you step out over these two easily enough and make your way into the tree line and the rest of the party heads around the camp and um, for the sake of brevity as the rest of the camp is kind of closing down and quieting for the night the group of you are easily able to reconvene north of this bandit camp outside in the tree line are we but after a few moments you all do get back together outside of the tree line what would you guys like to do now um, i will drop my disguise. the book right they didn't have the book no they didn't no they did not have the book uh, it could be in this thing doran's gonna hold up the satchel and open it up could they have a book in here i don't know and tarak turns to max Mill and says uh my small horn friend what what were you saying about somebody who is dead but now is not my traveling companion, Rodman, he was with Franklin Dubois. He walked out of the tent with him. Last time I saw him, he died in front of me. And uh, Franklin may have tricked him or done some weird, unsavory thing to him, or that that's not the case, then, then that means Rodnan lied to me. Or Rodnan is undead. Could or also be that. It is not Rodnan. Do you think he has that a could book? could also be. And he just didn't I, tell anybody? I don't know. I just know I saw, saw someone who shouldn't... I mean, I'm... Are you certain it was him? Yes, I'm certain it was him. You, uh, or you said it was you someone. saw him get stabbed. I held him as he died. Right, so it's oh. very likely that he was that was your friend. However, we just witnessed Pippi here transform yeah. into someone else. It's very possible that the one we saw back at that camp is not your friend. He might still be a traitor. Small to him, I suppose, but... Can that I might not have been Puff? him. But he... Oh, sorry. Fair. Can I send Puff into their tent to spy on them? You may certainly try. You guys are a ways out into the woods now. Um, 
do remember, um, I believe, uh, with fine or with familiars, you can give commands up to a hundred feet, uh, but you can still view and hear. You just can't talk with them telepathically after a hundred feet. And it is more than a hundred feet back to the camp there. Well, can't you just give Little Puff the command to go look, then come back if anything goes awry? can then i won't be able to know what's going on or because he can't speak to me so you can't communicate telepathically what it what she's um out of character there uh maximum is correct if you send him you can view and hear still but you can't give commands and speak with him so oh, you can okay. say hey go check out this tent and then come back but after 100 feet you're just you're just along for the ride okay sounds like a plan okay <laughs> While you're getting ready um, to explain to Puff what he needs to do, or what they need to do, um, Doran, you were opening the satchel to see what was in there. Yeah. I thought there was something in here. Inside you find um, a couple leaflets of paper, um, some recruitment posters for the Hammers of Mitotona, and you find some information. Um, Looks like they've been scribbled over, but wanted posters, and now they have, like, mustaches drawn on them. Um, and uh, some some derogatory information over their friends, and sure it was a joke, but you can't quite tell. Uh, you do find a total of 16 silver pieces and 8 copper inside of the little pouch in there. But what you find that's very interesting is a folded note um, that's been sealed... And then with a wax seal, it's been broken. It's a dark green wax seal. And kind of piecing it back together, it looks like it's in the shape of a fang um, where the wax press was. But on the leaflet of paper, you fold it open, and there's a bit of information, a rough sketch of a dragonborn person. Um, the name Ethtorion is below it. And I'll send that to you directly so you have it. And a location says Fort Rowing. Mm. And let me just direct this. I think I said. There you go. Mm. And Penelope, as discussed, you have a direct message with that name. So you don't have to worry about having around. While this happens, Diggin's going to speak up. Diggin does not believe Penelope should go with Diggin on these adventures anymore. Why not? <laughs> not the adventure, but more like espionage. Are you doubting me? No, not your abilities. Just your abilities to, well, yes, your abilities to lie. I, I'm not a liar. It's good. It's good that I'm not a liar. Yes. Unless you need someone is. to lie. Well, there's always very clever ways of manipulating the truth. True. Diggin does not believe that was clever. I didn't hear much. I was focused on the uh, other thing. They no offense, Penelope. Though. Yes, they did so not. Angry. And they promised that they would leave in the morning, so I would say that's successful. I guess, but you must be careful. Diggin is here to protect you. I know, I know. I 
To be fair, I have not used these spells in practice before, just at the academy. Scary <laughs> that you are first to the task. <laughs> Maybe we consider this trial number one. <laughs> I mean, I need to practice more, don't I? Very true. True. As you practice. The best way to take... get better is experience. Exactly. Maybe we practice together first. Doran, go ahead. My sword play was extraordinary. Oh. It was. <laughs> yes. I'm going to take that folded note I found and come over to Soren and be like, um, I don't recognize symbol uh, or name, but obviously they're a dragonborn person from very crappy sketch. Um, what do you think? Take the, take the note. Does it look like anyone that we ran into at the fort? You did like just a once over of the sketch. It doesn't look like anybody you recognize. Um, go and ahead and seen the, the, it has a oh, wax ahead. seal on it with a symbol. Um, go ahead and make a history check for me. Okay, Soren, the master of all roles today, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Dang. You associate we... this... Dang! Should we, re uh, like, actually say these roles out loud for other yeah, sources podcast? Sure. So, a 20... That's smart. There's smart. some forward thinking. We're thinking. <laughs> all right, so... I'm a sentient a being. 20, 24 <laughs> history check. Um, you... You've heard of this group, but you've never like seen them. You've uh, someone, someone in circles has described them to you before, um, especially with, with your history. Um, it's it's not someone you expected like ever to see anything about, um, but it is in a, a syndicate of assassins known as the Fangs of Kirmi, and that's um going to be posting the OOC chat there. But that's Fangs of Kirmi. Q-I-R-M-I. And that's that really one? all you know about them is that they're just a really, really good assassin syndicate. And you, you've heard they operate pretty much all over the world. Do I know anything about what kind of targets they usually have? You don't. Okay. And they are incredibly secretive and you haven't heard anything about them. But I would recognize at least the logo of the group. Yep. You know they are incredibly efficient and they are they're very public with their kills. They they leave green fangs, much like in that wax seal. If they, they want people to know that someone killed them, they'll leave a seal. Otherwise, it's just rumors and you know, conjecture that these people were the ones that carried out the assassinations. They will, they have been known or rumored to have gone after high value political targets. Um, there was even a rumor that towards the end of Baraz's reign, a group of the Fangs attempted to assassinate Baraz and were unsuccessful. Ooh. Okay. So seeing that, clicking these things together, just going wide eyed. Oh, that's. So, this insignia here, this is the lip, the symbol of a group of assassins that are, quite frankly, very good. Um, 
I have so many questions and... Uh, no. Does that mean that someone yeah. in this camp was an assassin that was very good? Frankly, I doubt it. This doesn't seem like their sort of but gathering. This, this name here, Kith Torium, uh, could be target, maybe. That's actually a good point. Should we get back up to the camp up there and maybe see if we can protect this person? You mean go back to the fortress? Yes, the Fort uh, Rawe. It's not a bad idea. Go there, make sure that this person, if they are there, knows they are being hunted. Then I suppose it gives us time to circle back this way when we are uh, finished. So, double, quick double check, check for <laughs> quick check for DMs that sick sanity. Did you tell him the name of the assassins group, Doran, no. or anybody else? Okay, no, I didn't. Apparently, um, but <laughs> nope, didn't hear it. <laughs> but um. Well, I haven't I asked. I, would, I feel like I would probably mention that as well, though, now that you mention it. I'm just not thinking. Um, or you, did you show it to the group, the, the seal? Yes. Does Diggin recognize the seal insignia? Mm, you can attempt to make a history check, but actually, no, Diggin does not recognize this at all. You've okay. never heard of this. Um, let's see. However, to rock. You may have heard of these guys in your travels. Um, very briefly in passing. Um, you've heard horror stories of clan leaders being targeted by them for some reason. But really, just people where you come from dismiss them as essentially old wives' tales told to children to terrify them in their sleep. That, you know, if you're... If you ever get on their radar, if you try to act out of line of what the, the clan teaches, then the fangs of Kirimi may send someone to get you. They're essentially the boogeyman where you come from. And if if Soren said it out loud to Doran, the name, um, Doran, this is absolutely horrifying information for you. Um... The Fangs of Kirmi to you is a is the the th is essentially uh, not to go totally pop culture with it, but it is what the bad guys fear. It is it is the John Wick of these people of the of the Dragonborn where you're from, and their number one target that they go after, and the people that they are known to kill, and one of the things that kept you home for so long is they will assassinate and they are experts at hunting down escapees. Like their prime directive is to hunt down escapees and kill them. So having um, heard the name then from Soren, Doran would probably say something like, these people, they're very dangerous. Uh, if we should encounter these people at all, they will absolutely kill. This is very dangerous. I don't know what we should do here. A life is on the line. No. Yes. Um, Doran, make one history check for me, please. We're going to see if the dice have told you something that would be important to you or not. Is my... How do you roll for history? Where is my character sheet? Ah! Hits, try hitting C. 
No, here it is. I had it. I had it popped out on the other screen. Oh, it's hiding from you. Eric, she rolled a really good stealth check. Ooh. Yep. Um, you just four. know. <laughs> you just know they're bad guys. These very bad people. Very dangerous. Very bad people. Uh, it's true. This person's life could be in great danger. Um. Maybe possible to protect them, but it would mean great risk to all of us. Most likely, yes. From what I know of the Fangs of Kirimi, they they hunt down very important people. I don't know this person on the poster, but maybe some sort of leader or some sort of political figure that's at the fortress, kind of similar to dear Maximil here was sort of passing through. I don't know. Barak looks skeptically and says, oh, even if these people were real, why should we get involved? I agree with him. Make a fair yeah. argument. Basically a death wish, but... Do... Do we not value life? Ours not, not as well. We do. Just, we have other things to do first. Like what? Figure out the Rodden situation? Yes, that... I have a task from Malara. From what is the task? I have... She... Malara is my master back at the academy for my guild. Oh. So she has given me a task that I don't want to quite talk about out loud yet in front of all these people I just met. Not for nothing, but if maybe, we are killed, maybe we should cannot complete vote. this task. What if, what if we put it to a vote? Who thinks we should go and save this... Dragonborn from certain death. Before we jump too far, Pippi, were you still sending Puff to go do its mission? Yeah, to go spy on Rodman and not Ferdinand. What was it? Sorry. Franklin <laughs> Dubois. Franklin Dubois. So, as the revelation is going on, the group is kind of discussing the who's who, um, you send Puff out back to the camp. Then Puff makes his way in, their way in, sorry, very, very stealthily, um, but, you know, staying underfoot and out of the way is most of the camp's winding down. It's fairly easy. And um, make a... Go ahead and make a perception check for me as Puff is making their way over there. That's a 14. So at 14, as Puff's making their way through camp, um, you do hear people talking, specifically Rogar and Yarn, as you kind of make your way past their tent. And Yarn is trying to convince Rogar, Oh no, we don't have to be too worried. You know, we're tough. We can handle it. Rogar responds, No, no. They said we should get out. We should really lay low. Let's let's move away for the night. Get a week's travel, and we have plenty of things to go shopping with. And we could we can buy enough provisions up the coast, and we'll, we'll come back later when the heat's off. Oh, fine. I I think you were being too scared, puny man. But okay, trust you. And you continue through with uh with Puff over to Rodnan. 
and Franklin's tent. And I need you to make a stealth check. Eighteen. You, the rest of you see as Penelope goes into her trance state, her eyes go fully white, and she kind of reaches a hand out and holds on to somebody. Um, as Puff moves into the tent with Rodnan and Franklin, Rodnan kind of goes, "Oh well, yeah, they were supposed to be here tomorrow. I don't, I have haven't the slightest what any of them are doing here. I didn't recognize either of them." Listen, we should just kind of step out slowly and get away from here, especially with your uh, condition. And he watches Franklin is kind of applying makeup to Rodman's face. And he says, well, you know, if if the phantoms are coming, my contact's supposed to meet me here and we were supposed to head out. And, you know, they 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 picked up that Elric fella. And he's being held outside of outside of Rowing at the camp. But it's, it's too dangerous to travel alone. That's why we needed to wait for our contact to get here. Says, Listen, if we go back to Maitatona, we could lie low there for a bit. I could put a different disguise on you. It'd be fine. And then we could, uh, you know, just rent a couple horses and head out of town that way. Well, if you, uh, you think it's best, brother, then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make our way that direction and get out of here at first light. I just, I do want to see if they're going to be bringing, you know, the escape plan as we had intended into the camp. If we can get out of here with them, that'd be best, but I really don't know who those two were. They've got me freaked out. Rodman kind of looks around for a little bit and Franklin hushes. You see Puff, through Puff's eyes, kind of sneak back slowly out of the tent as they kind of get the sense that somebody might be watching it. And Puff scurries back in your direction. Okay. I do relay all that information to everybody, but then I'm also... They have... You said they have Elric captured up in the north? He did mention they had Elric at the camp near Rawing, is what they said. That's two birds with one stone, potentially. By have him, you mean, like, captured? <laughs> they said they have him. Oh, have him. Okay. So, um, yeah. And you also I... said the phantoms were supposed to be here to get him tomorrow. Okay. So, yes, I do relay all this information to everybody. I'm not going to repeat that. Um, I'm bad at that. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do mention how they have Elric, and that's really important. And I think we do 100% need to get... I think we have to go save Elric. At the mention of the name, I would like pull out that that little note that I have. That's another name on that list that I have. Yes, he's he's super important. I need him. I need him for my task. But also, he was supposed to come back to the hammers. Oh. You said he's at the fortress or near it. Up north, near it. Yeah. Well, that's two reasons we might go there then. Should we wait for them to escape? Should we follow them? I think we should beat them there, if anything. Oh. Bad idea. They're waiting until tomorrow to leave. We still have time we can get a head start. True. Um. Brief one. Another thing. 
I'd just like to mention. Um, Miss Shatha and her boss uh, asked us to get the little marks from these guys. There are a couple of passed out bandits out there. We could probably nick them off of them quite easily. Oh, true. Again, we'll be right back. Thank you. We'll get with you. And we don't it is okay. No, just grab the stuff, right? You're just gonna grab the marks. But how do we have proof that they're not gonna, that they're leaving? You said they, they, pro they, they, they promise. They did promise. Okay. And again, we'll tell... get the marks. And you heard the mister talking to the missus about leaving tomorrow. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, that's what you told us at least. Yes, they did say they yeah. were gonna leave. They were fighting about it. But then they, they both agreed. Alright, that's good. Seven oh oh, hold on, that was a twelve. Uh, <laughs> wrong button. Yep. Um, so that's your total stealth. And um let me get one from you as well, please, Soren. It's a Puff stealth, right? As as is having I'm petting Puff and thanking him. Oh it's a key. Yeah, so mm. I am I'm at a 19. <laughs> 19 and a 10 stealth. Thankfully, skill Perfectly. checks. Ones are not automatic failures. <laughs> oh, thank God. So you you creep. Nine? You have a plus nine? Right? Yeah. You do? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Stealth wizard. Wow. Wow. Guys, <laughs> the two Great of you minds. creep slowly yeah. up to the, uh, the two drunk, passed out um, bandits for lack of a better term. And they don't wait to your approach and nobody's really coming to check on them. Look for a mark. Go ahead and make a uh, sleight of hand check as you kind of rifle around their pockets. That the is a 14. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Soren, what are you doing while Dickens starts to dig in some pockets? I feel like I'm tripping through brambles and bushes at the moment right now, but <laughs> <laughs> um, an, an errant spider web gets you in the face. Oh, no. Right. Just, uh, fuck. Uh, um, <laughs> um, God, I don't know. So she said we were looking for their markers and she described them as like the little badges or something like that. Some sort of insignia that they wear. When they gave you the job, they wanted the marks from the ivory phantoms Which to ensure here, that they were not right? around the area anymore. Oh, oh my mark. These are just bandits. These are just regular bandits. Okay, so... <laughs> I'm just in the pocket. You, you find nothing. Like, okay. you start digging around in there and uh, there's, there's nothing of note. Um, about six stray copper pieces. Nice, I'm rich. <laughs> I guess I would just be kind of like keeping a lookout, making sure no one sees him rifling through their pockets, since I didn't <laughs> feel super confident in my stealthing. <laughs> Stealth wizard. Yeah, you don't find any ivory phantoms marks on these individuals. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll look back and just kind of shrug. Begin to walk back to the party. Okay. Just, just grab some go, <laughs> some copper in it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah copper and copper and pocket lint. Lint. Oh my goodness. Pocket bacon. Nice. Oh, actually, um, let me see. Real quick here, fun 
let's do some fun pocket stuff um <laughs> you find a uh you find a tarot card the two swords oh. Ooh, two swords fitting yes. a decision must be made sorry <laughs> did you um, did you find any of the markers no are they, are they members of the ivory phantoms oh we're looking for ivory phantom members air <laughs> pull out the mark of ivory phantoms <laughs> yes we already know about that one come on let's go yes put it back in the pouch we need multiples no we just need one more <laughs> right so that yours. was a bust um these are just i don't know thieves peasants what do you want to call them bandits i, I suppose but bandits. they're not right they're not they're not high-ranking members of the ivory phantoms like we thought they're just people um did, we suspect did... now that the ivory phantoms are going to be at fort rowing right yes i believe so i think that's that's Looking what rodman and uh franklin were alluding to yeah um miss miss pink lady what should i formally call mm. you oh, i don't my name's uh, yes, sorry. Uh, my name's Maximil. Is that what I should call you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, well, um, if, if you'd like, that's... Uh, I don't know. Whatever. I, I'm good with Maximil. I'm good with anything, really. Just don't Perfect. call me late for dinner. <laughs> we'll start with Maximil, and as we get forward, I will uh, we'll come up with a nickname. Oh, nickname. Hmm. Pink lady is a little bit on the nose. <laughs> Sorry. My, my ears were facing in the wrong direction when you said that, sir. Oh, I said pink lady is a little bit on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not bad, but... but uh... right. Strawberry? Uh, what was... Was this group not responsible for the attacks? No. They told us directly they don't have the book. They have stolen things from the hammers, it seems, though, right? We saw those boxes that only the caravan. Right. It seems like they're just trying to survive. I can't fault them for that. Correct. It seems like the phantoms will have the book. Or another party. It is unknown at this time. Okay. What would you guys like to do? I think we should go find Elric. Yeah, I guess uh, start the journey towards Fort Rowing. We wouldn't be able to like travel there tonight, right? We're already like kind of reaching end of the day. Um, you guys spent a day traveling to this camp. Um, so, yeah. so you're... You're north of town a little bit. Let's activate the campaign map so everybody can see. Yay. Pretty map. Right, it's so we're there. Map. You are at a bandit camp north of town. And Fort Rowing is a four tile march to the northwest. If you guys would like to depart directly for Fort Rowing, um, you can, it's up to you. Um, but you guys have traveled for a full day. So you'll want to either set off in the night or get some rest, and it's up to you all. What would you guys like to do? I think we need to beat Franklin and Rodman, right? So I think we need to get a head start somehow. 
Yes, it seems dangerous, but it does also seem to be the best option at the moment. A mini, a mini rest, and then head on our way in early. -er? <laughs> Depends on when they rest. Oh, uh, they're resting. Then we should watch the road. Yeah. Hmm. Or leave now. We leave Perhaps. now. We can beat them. Perhaps if we leave now, get a head start, and then take a rest. We'll still probably get there before if we travel the same amount every day. We'll just get there a little earlier. That's not a bad idea. Sounds good to me. Turn the candle at both ends for a little bit. Let's go. Right. Ready. Begin to walk. Um, if you guys are going to make an overland travel we're gonna especially for a couple days here we need to do a little bit of planning um as an aside doran and <laughs> penelope you are listening as you guys are kind of talking and you hear kind of coming back from camp um the sounds of you know snoring fires cutting or crackling down um, people kind of falling into an evening pattern, but you notice strangely Doran and Penelope uh, as you guys are discussing what your plan is going to be and how you should move and get ahead of them and catch them unawares at Fort Rowing. The sounds of snoring and the sounds of campfires begin to be the only thing that you can hear. And then suddenly the soaring starts to go away. One by one, voices cut off from the camp. And soon the only sounds you hear coming from the camp, Doran and Penelope, is the crackling of fires. I think they've gone to bed. Maybe? Stop like Doran that. Doran and It's odd that their snoring would just stop like that, though. Oh, you're right. What does this mean? Did we... Have we moved? Since then, or still we're still in the same spot? On the tree line a little ways. Uh, I will take that as a kind of point. And I want to kind of like just dash up into a tree if I can get into one. Uh, as quickly as possible and kind of hide in okay. the tree try and see if I can get some elevation to see anything coming from or happening sure. at the tents and you're quite a ways away in the dark but go to make a perception check for me disadvantage Yes, if you don't have dark vision, you have a disadvantage. That is a nine. You can see flames dancing in the distance. The campfires. But you don't see anything else. Nobody moving. Hmm. Let's see. I'll, I'll stick in the tree for a minute if we're not going to be moving. I don't want to be too far away. But I, I would As like to be kind of stealthed into the tree. 
as it's pointed out that everybody's kind of heard the snoring stop and the the two loudest ones you could hear were the two that were passed out by the log just outside of the camp and then very suddenly Penelope and Doran um, you hear them immediately and the rest of you can hear you can hear the rest of you as you're pointing out are all fallen silent listening to the darkness you can hear the snoring in the distance of these two leaned up against the log that you passed over to get to this meeting spot in the woods and as you hear in the distance the very faint as they snore but those last two that were closest to you in a brief moment you hear in silence They're on to us. Take them. If we're going, we must go now. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. You don't hear any movement coming from the tent. What would you guys like to do? Uh, book it? Yeah. In, yeah. Who, who hears Are it? Are they do telling us all... this? You've yeah. all heard... The silence of the snoring now just immediately cut off, but you don't hear any other sounds coming from camp. Right. Um, if if we're running, are we running? Is that what we're going to do? Closing. Yeah. Closing okay. loose ends. Let's go. Go. Um, Is there anyone big enough that I can hop on and sit on their shoulder? Sure. Uh, I'm on. I'm aboard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, since it's a cantrip, I would also like to constantly prepare shocking grasp and just kind of keep it under my coat so that if anyone tries to touch me, I can reach out and do it. Nice. You guys prepare to start running. Door and, um, let's see. Tarak and Diggin, go ahead and give me perception checks, the both of you. And this is going to be an audio perception check, so don't worry about disadvantage in the night. Are the Tarak with a thirteen? You hear, <laughs> you hear a boot slip, and in some water, and you can hear a craft sailing down or moving down that river that was in camp. Um, digging, you don't notice it, but Tarak, you hear someone slip as they're getting into a vessel and sailing down the camp or the river. They're going away. They're not. They're not following us. We should. Were those the every? Go after them. Were those the every phantoms coming for Franklin and Rodnan? Very possible. Yeah. Should so we check the camp? We should. We can try that. We don't hear them following us now, right? You don't hear anybody in your immediate vicinity. The only thing you can hear is the distant crackling of fire. So Tarak is going to go quietly try to sneak towards the the sound and then see if he can spot the the river and and whatever craft it was and see if they're actually going away and Um, see if he can spot anything. I do have dark vision. Yeah, go ahead and just uh, make a stealth check for me, followed by a perception as you sneak up to the river's bank and try to see what you can see. That's a 10. For the self check, okay, and your perception? Does Diggin notice that 
people are moving. You can see, you can see people moving around below you. Yeah, you spot your friends. You have I a will, hard. Go ahead. I, I want to immediately, if if I see movement, uh, climb down from the tree and pull my daggers as I hear movement and as it's moving towards the camp again. No oh, way. Tarak is moving towards the river. Oh. Tarak, uh, you stumble a bit through the darkness. Um, there, it's an unfamiliar terrain. Um, the branches and the bits of things coming up and hitting you in the dark uh, make it a little difficult to sneak quietly. Um, with an eight perception, though, you get to the river's edge and kind of take a look. And you don't see too much. Do I see anything at all? Do I see a boat or anything sailing away? There's the river's moving a little bit quick, but you don't hear or see, or you don't see anything moving away, but you do hear coming from the direction of downstream a bow just and an arrow come flying at you. And I need a, um, let's see, a 17 to hit. Does that hit you? Yes. Uh, the meta gaming going on. We're not saying anything. We're not saying oh, something's wrong with my hand on my wrist. I'm going to deflect missiles. Okay. Wow. Take a note of that and put that in the highlight. All right, go ahead and uh, roll your d10 plus four. Ooh. 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 16. <laughs> 16. d10 plus six, not four, apparently. But yeah, 16. So the you completely reduce the damage as this arrow comes flying at you from the night downstream, and you just whoop, snag it out of the air in front of you. So I can I spend my final key point for the day to make a rage attack with it and throw nice. it back. Yeah, roll an attack at disadvantage. <laughs> You're hucking it back the direction it came into the darkness. Alright. Also, Diggin followed, but like since you said away, he's not pulling out his daggers, and I'm just awkwardly standing behind. Ooh, Nat 20. <laughs> Yep, but it was a disadvantage, so yeah, an 18. Yeah. Oh, you dropped it, dang. Still so close. Go ahead and... Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> go ahead and roll damage. Uh, let's see, deflect missile's attack is a d4 plus 3, yeah. Uh, yep, so it's... Uh, um, yeah, you hear in the distance a very subtle... What? <laughs> and then the... <laughs> couple more arrows you hear as bowstrings get drawn and three arrows come flying I, in your direction now i uh i rip your out rush back and you hear as these arrows just into the sand behind you along the riverbank mr osterbach that was so badass oh my god <laughs> um digging you got to witness this you had a first hand first row seat to this arrow catching and then arrows flying and now Tarak is zipping past you back into the jungle. You are under attack. For what? This is just digging in Tarak. Everybody else is a little bit okay. farther away. I, okay. I, I cannot be sure, but 
but I think those are the Ivory Phantoms, and they may have just assassinated everybody in the camp. Um, it looks like they've gotten away, but they were not here for us. Interesting. On that note, could some of us be investigating the camp? Well, nobody heard what was going on in the camp or what they thought was going to happen. Tarak snuck off to see it was on the river's edge. And you all just kind of heard things crashing in the uh, in the brush. Oh, but we'll I wait until thought... Tarak gets back to you guys. Because <laughs> oh, um, he's only we... gone for a brief few seconds. Okay, sorry, because I thought that we all knew that something was chasing us and then wasn't. Something was... Yeah, you guys had thought about taking off um, from what I have here, and then Tarak heard the foot splash in the water, went to investigate it. Very okay. cool six seconds of arrows flying two directions, and then <laughs> ducked back to the to the group of you. As I'm so. riding Doran, and Doran, halt! <laughs> You're getting ready to <laughs> run out of the camp. Um, they're not putting me in one of those things uh, <laughs> you put on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> We should get moving, Tarag. Yeah, so we, we get back to the group and I, I relay what, what had happened. And, um, that um, who I think may have been there and, and I, I think we should follow Miss uh, Maximil's Let's say your name again. <laughs> yes, that's, that's what I... Okay, the way you looked at me, I thought I had no, gotten no. wrong. <laughs> no, Max, no, that's good, that's great. Well, your advice and investigate the camp. It's not just a bad idea. But I also, have you ever thought awesome. of just going by Max? Nice and short. <laughs> I hadn't, actually, but that's not bad, I guess. We if Max knows about Quick question, you caught the arrow, like with your hand. Yeah, that's so yes. cool. Yes, impressive. That is so cool, sir. Oh my goodness. Then three more magic? came. Can you like, can, can I like take something off my backpack and throw it at him really quickly to see if he catches it? <laughs> Make okay. an attack roll and um, and Tarak, if you, yeah, just an improvised attack roll. So d20 plus strength and Tarak, uh, go ahead and make an acrobatics check if you want to try to catch it here. We'll do that instead of a okay. deflect missiles because it's not like a, a bow's. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm dying! Oh, no. <laughs> I wasted my okay. Natural 20! Alright! Oh. Very good aim! The I aim is again. very good! So does a natural 20 beat a dirty 20? What is it? Oh. <laughs> um, Did you call it a dirty 20? Yeah, Tarak. Tarak, um... Max Emil pulls out this copper piece and you're expecting it to come flying at you and you perform, prepare to perform a maneuver to capture it, but you realize as soon as it hits the air, it is traveling much faster than you expected. I need you to actually deflect missiles if you're going to try to deflect it. Otherwise, this is an attack that's going to hit. No! <laughs> Thanks a sorry. lot. I'm sorry. You don't have to catch it. I, I don't well, have a lot of. I don't have a lot of. I strength. think. Are you out of? Are you out of key points? Yeah, right. though, or do you have oh, like missiles. That's then. That is a. Uh, a okay. A sixteen with a natural ten. So you go to grab it. The acrobatics will will say it, it slaps into your hand, um, hits deep and cuts on like an angle. The the side of the copper piece gets you on the palm of your hand. Um, you take two points of damage, um, and then you kind of you kind of even, oh, ooh, even like with a really the, good uh, even with the sixty. Yeah, with a natural ten. 
with a deflect missiles? I thought you were out of key points, you said. I think it's just uh, a reaction. I don't need a key it's point. just a reaction. Just a reaction? I need it for, yeah, I need it for the oh, attack. Key points to, to throw it back. Throw it back. Need it, That's yeah. right. I don't need it for the deflect missiles. Yeah, so that was a natural 10. Yep, just you're fine then. So it, you catch it, yeah, and don't throw it back. But you actually, since you don't can't throw it back, you just yeah. bat it out of the air. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like it's going straight for his eyes, and you kind of bonk it out of the air. That was not very nice of you, uh, Miss Maximil. Really fast. I'm glad I didn't go first and use a dagger because that was my first thought. <laughs> oh my! And you said I was mean. I just threw I a little copper piece. You can keep that, by that. the way, if you'd like. My eyes. <laughs> What would you be the murderer? What? Trust right. him, he got an arrow. You can catch a dagger. If you can catch an arrow, you can catch a dagger. It's not that hard. Like that's different. <laughs> if you can throw dagger a, has a handle. <laughs> I was going for it, thank you. I just want to say out of character at 20 and 19 and at 10 out of D10. Those are some yeah, pretty good rolls. Yeah, good why rolls why, that why are we getting other. that? And why now? are we wasting that yeah. now? Yeah. We're just I'm wasting it. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. That was not wasted in roleplay. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> the coming investigation check is going to be like a two. Oh yeah. my god. All right. Watch it. The fan art of that scene. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys kind of regather, test Tarak's expertise at catching objects thrown at him, and uh, <laughs> decide not to run. Until you hear nothing coming from the camp now. Are we sure Except we want for... to go to the camp? No, we don't. If you... all... Well, maybe if we should. Dead, we... But we shouldn't. Really see... I apologize. Like we see, but we should. But... There was something you guys and... hear. I was. I coughed a little Some bit as I was trying kids. to like continue. Okay. Sorry. Let me. Yep. Let me take that back over. I started to like cough a little bit as I was trying to say my piece there. Oh no. Um, you guys don't hear anything coming from camp now except for the cry of one small child. Wafting mm. over the breeze. Oh no! I I, I go. I go immediately. Yes, same. Yes. Just never go. Your kid uh, crying like up. Oh. Yep. You guys make your way back to camp, then going over the two bodies of the guards that were passed out on that log, each with a marker placed on their forehead from the ivory phantoms and their throats cut. Like the markers we're looking for. Yes. That feels a little disrespectful. Oh, never mind. It's not like we killed them. I I know, I know, I know. Mama needs a new parasol. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're blowing reward money on. Wow. Um, You guys start to make your way back into camp, and you can hear one of the children woken up. Some of the others start to wake up as well. They didn't kill the um, children. They didn't, yeah. Oh. Thank God. You start kind of making your way into camp, and you can see a few of the women that were milling about starting to wake up and like look around as the six of you kind of break into the camp and pause to get your bearings about you. <laughs> and then you start to hear women and children waking up and crying and wailing sobs as everybody starts to discover all the men that took parts in the raid have had their throats cut and are laying dead in the camp. I'm going to spot. I need... I want to grab Penelope. And hold her back. 
You do spot Rogar dead next to the campfire. He was the, the Goliath, right? Or no? Rogar was the oh. human that was married to the Goliath, or partners with right. the Goliath. Okay. Um, I'd... So, go ahead, Max, move first. I, I'd like to find one of the kids and just... Hi, hi. Don't worry. Look at me. Are you all right? What happened? Did you see anything that happened? Through blubbering tears, the child has no clue. He just woke up and I'm sorry, the, the voice acting is not on today because of the stuffy face. <laughs> but it's all good. We get it. Don't worry uh, about through, it. Through the sobs and the crying, um, uh, the child says they woke up and found mom or dad this way, not mom, sorry. Dad was found, dad was laying there and it's it's a small tent and inside is just room for the two of them. There's just two beds set up in there. You'll be okay. Don't worry. Do do you have a, a mom or someone else to look no. after you? No, mom died a long time ago. No. Okay. I'm I'm so sorry. Is there is there someone in charge that we can talk to? Is there someone in charge that you can talk to? He Here. Kind of points off to Rogar's body. Okay. Don't look over there. Okay. Uh, what he had a lady with him, right? A lady friend. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you think you could take me to her? And points with a shaky finger to the big tent in the center of the camp. All right. And uh, is the child a guy or gal? It's a boy. Okay. Yeah. I take him and I hug him and I just gently rub his hair. All right. It'll be okay. Soren, what are you up to while Max Emil is talking with a child? Quickly scanning over the bodies, making sure that kind of getting a getting an ammo of like, okay, it's just the men. They left the children alone. Uh, they left the women alone didn't look like they took anything, right? Like they weren't rummaging through stuff. It was just assassination. Make an investigation check. Sure, make an investigation check real quick. Uh, 14 plus 4, 18 total. Everything seems to be in good shape here. Nothing seems to have been taken. Okay, so quickly just scanning that and then going straight to the tent where I saw the two of them. Uh, Was it Franklin and uh, uh, Rodman? Rodman, yep. Yeah. Okay. You make your way to Franklin and Rodman's tent. Throw um, back rapier, the, the rapier out as I go in. Okay. Throw back the canvas and prepare for a fight. Looking inside, and there is nobody in the tent. Those little father mockers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just looking in there. Just... Are there Damn. bodies anywhere? There bodies. Um. There's a. There's a few bodies, but there are no bodies in Rodman and Franklin's tent. Doran, just kind of going down the line. What are you up to? All people kind of scatter and start looking around. Um, Doran is <clears throat> probably also following in Max's footsteps, comforting the children, um, trying to, to <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> trying to reunite children with their mothers that the have mothers uh those that don't have any parents left now um he's kind of uh hurting like cats i guess um and he's trying to just kind of keep their spirits up just don't worry children everything will be okay we will find you uh safe places to be uh, just do not think about what has happened there is a lot of crying now as most of the camp has started to wake up 
and made their way towards the middle. Some, one of the older teenaged boys um, throws a couple logs on the fire as you see a couple of the younger women tending to Rogar's body in the middle of camp, trying to move it away from the fire and really trying to gather people towards the middle of the camp and the mothers are hurting all the children there. Um, Tarak, what are you doing? Um, I am, or Tarak is looking for Rogar's companion, the Goliath. Is she okay. among the bodies or is she anywhere to be seen? She's nowhere outside of the camp, um, but you did see her go into the large central tent. Then, heading in there, you throw the curtain or the tent flap open, and there's one large kingly bed in the middle of the room. Um, animal furs adorning the floors and the walls, something very exotic. Um, and you can see a body laying on the bed. Um, there's a couple chests of goods, you know, scattered around that you had seen one of them brought out earlier that night. Um, but there is one large body currently laying on the bed. Um, dead or alive? You're not sure yet, and you're kind of standing a bit too far away. Okay. Um, I slowly approach, and uh, I say, um, Are you awake? Very quickly, you hear a and a splattering of blood as a hand reaches up and grabs you by the throat. You can see this large gash across her neck. And then from the other hand, she kind of pulls the blankets over and stuffs the wound and looks up at you and doesn't say anything. And just holds you for a moment around the neck, but relaxes the grip as she kind of looks in your eyes for a moment. Okay, I, I try to press my hand to kind of staunch the flow of the blood. Um, I say, what What can you tell me about what happened? And she kind of grunts and like, <clears throat> and she points to a chest next to the entrance, one of the larger ones. She's okay. grunting at you and pointing okay. at the chest. Um, I, um, I run over to the chest and I open it up. There are a bunch of clothes and different things in there, but there are two glass vials in there as well. It's okay. resting right on the top. I, I grab the vials and I bring them to her. She rips both of them out of your hand, pops the top off of both of them, kind of chugs them. Um, and let me make a con save for her. She's fine. Um, the wound on her neck begins to coagulate in the blood and scab over very quickly. And kind of, you hear the breathing wheeze through this hole in her neck for just a moment as it returns to normal. And she takes a deep breath and <sighs> I, I look at her and I say, "I'm sorry, Volgar is dead. What happened here? What do you know?" She looks for just a moment. And I need you to make an athletics or an acrobatics check as she attempts to just grab you and grapple you. I'd say five with a six. And as she does it, I said, I am not your enemy. 
That's what the enemy would say. And she grabs you by the throat and drags you out to the I center of camp. I just saved your life. And she just throws you out next to the bonfire and lets out a terrible, anguished roar looking at Rogar's body. And we all see this at this point, right? Exactly. And at about the one hour and 20 minute mark into our show tonight, we will take a quick break. Woof. All right. Good okay, stuff. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I will see. Yay. Woo! Right. Woo, we're back. Alrighty. Alright. So my tea is finishing here, so I, I will have to attend to that in just a moment. But where we left off, um, Tarak had gone to tend to Yaren um, in her brief and near-death experience, and she enraged grabbed him by the neck and threw him out into the middle of the camp and let out a very painful roar you have been very forcefully ejected (laughs) as she lets loose a very terrible roar of agony um at the sight of her beloved rogar dead in the dirt as i again as i'm flying through the air and probably rolling i try to i say we are not your enemy i just saved you we will try to help you. You watch too briefly as one of the other women comes up to her and Yarn kind of with tears in her eyes looks to the uh, other lady as she hands her one of the ivory phantom's tokens. Um, and Rogar takes it. Oof, yes. That's when I need a nice high roll like this. It is not a real brass dragon, but as a as a strength check as she takes this token that you guys know is made of some sort of metal you haven't investigated exactly yet but she crushes it in her hand and the entire token folds in half uh, no we needed those uh, no. I just need two okay um okay i'm, gonna I'm kick still it to, like dig in really quick who has been holding penelope back and see what those two do as all of this goes down before leaving the tree line i made sure to grab penelope and make sure she doesn't go forward penelope i cannot go into this camp yeah well first the undead and now assassins why why would we go in there it's not the assassins why what's going on these are ivory phantoms cleaning up the mess do you think they're still there? Not in the camp. But they know dig in. Wait, you know the ivory phantoms? No. Zane and dig in. Oh. We're in the camp. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. We, we were the ivory phantoms. Yes. <laughs> that is why <laughs> dig in can't go into the camp. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, that's okay. I don't think we should anyway. It's okay. She's really book smart. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? High intelligence, no wisdom? Yeah, I was going to say, what's your wisdom modifier again? It's actually high. <laughs> Diggin suggests we hide in the woods. I agree. I agree. Um, Let's I move back. Of the party, I'll, can I send a message to to Maximil? With- you can send a message. Yeah, sure. I can. 
That only helps a little. <laughs> she tried to earlier, and you were just like, you couldn't message, and then that was the end of it, and you just walked <laughs> out of camp. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and what, break up a little bit of how that looks like. What are you doing? Um, so, I everything is through my book, so I open up my book. Oh, I put, I put my glasses on. I'm like, okay, oh. now that I'm ready to do a spell. <laughs> mm -mm. Open up my book, and then um, I would like I take my magic quill that appears out of nowhere, and then I start writing the message on a blank page in the book, and then sending the message that way. Okay, a small puff of magic as the ink evaporates off of the page and floats through the air, and Maximil, you hear a whisper in your ear. Penelope, what do you say? Hi, Pink Lady. It's, uh, it's Pippi. Don't be alarmed. Um, we cannot enter the area as, uh, Diggin and I were considered phantoms. So just letting you know that we are behind and near the trees, um, just in case. Send us... And then the magic cuts off. You can reply to <laughs> the short. <laughs> Did you say that out loud? One message. You can reply to this message. Perfect. Tarak looks like he's getting beat up by uh, the lady of the town, of the little camp. But um, you stay safe and. You'll probably hear from some screams if we need more help, but stay safe, please. Uh, uh, okay. End message. <laughs> Full we stop. Hear very confused, Maximil, like saying things, trying to end it, and then finally, end of message. Full stop. And it cuts off. <laughs> she said we might hear things. Dickon just like steps into the shadows and it's just like, ah, disappears. The 23 me? stealth. 23 stealth. <laughs> I told okay. you I was going to stealth in the woods. Wait, you were <laughs> protecting me. They technically didn't see you, though. Right, they saw they Zane. Yeah. It's up to you. What are you doing, Penelope? It's your choice. <clears throat> I'm going to stay with Diggin. Okay. Um, I, I, give me a quick wait, perception check, real fast, so you can <laughs> see him. Try to find Diggin. <laughs> Wow. I didn't disappear into the shadows. There the is a, uh, a little a, a shiny foot sticking out of a plant. <laughs> Perfect. Holding a leaf like this. <laughs> it's my go-to disguise as before. All right. Um, Everybody else back in camp, though, as things kind of hit the fan a little bit. Um but it very quickly calms back down the expression of anger and frustration and rage as, um, as, <clears throat> excuse me, Yaren collects herself after a moment, crushes the marker from the ivory phantoms and just looks around to all the people near the camp. We were betrayed. Who are you? As she looks to the 
there were unknowns in her camp. I put the kid down and wave. You were sent by the hammers. The hammers. We have a common enemy of the Avery Phantoms. We do now. Exactly. We happen to know where they're heading next. Where? Well, may I offer a proposition? I might offer one. And she, like, pulls the sword out and... There is no need for violence, madam. Now, you are a woman of phenomenal physique, if I must say. And we could potentially... Yes, it is. Astonishing. Anyways, moving on. You guys Um, give me flirt on your own time? I'm not flirting. (laughs) I'm just getting a fact. Anyways. We could potentially work together to fend off and have a lesson returned to these unsavory fellas who have hurt both of us. We know where they're heading. They have something of ours, a friend, I believe. He's a friend, right? Yeah. Um, a friend of ours. And we could work together. You know, your muscle, your brawn, our assortment of various skills. Draw two hands is better than one. When fighting. Let's do make less work. Mm-hmm. She leans over to one of the other women as they're kind of now collected all the children. Um, she steps back into her tent for just a moment and walks up to a young boy and girl, probably um, between 12 and 14, the two of them, and she hands them a bag that you hear is just heavy with coin. And she says, run to town. Rent horses. All of you. She addresses the group. Pack your things. When these two return, take the carts and flee to the camp north. I will help you. Oh, that's wonderful. Sorry, which camp north? We might be going there next. I doubt it. It's far to the north. All right, we just don't want you walking into clear and present danger thinking it's safe. The Ivory Phantoms will be heading to a camp just outside of a fort hold called Fort Rhyme. I know of it. Is that your camp? Do you know where the camp is? No. All right. That's, well, that's a Busat camp. Yes. We make our living taking from those that would travel down this road and not share the wealth. Understandable. People have their own desires and wills in life. But right now we need to combine ours to, uh, uh well, slap back at the, uh, Ivory Phantoms. Right? That? Yes, I agree. But do you know where exactly they are? We've only met them on the road and in the wilderness. We know they're going to the camp now north outside of Fort Rowing. I assume that's your camp. No. No? Likely their camp. I have no idea where it is. If I knew, I'd be walking already. Do you know why they might be stationed outside of the fort? I don't know. I don't know Ivory Phantom business. 
We were hired to do a job for him. Oh, that didn't get you very far. I'm sorry about that. Well, it got us enough supplies to last us through the winter, as long as we keep the salted pork and salted meats and the grain fresh. Yeah. We have some places to store our food. Our people need to survive. Well, you have half as many to worry about now, I guess. We have friends. We have friends farther up in the Keys. She ignores the comment, whether it's over her head or she's so focused on her objective. She doesn't quite catch it. Okay. We We have friends in the Keys who will be hurting too. Life at sea wasn't one for me, I thought, but it seems this land is a little wilder than expected as I've now lost the one person that I cared about. I'm so sorry, ma'am. Ori, you shall have your vengeance. Mm-hmm. Do you know where this camp is? Or do you know who can tell us where it is? I might have an idea. Very good. These people are tough. They'll bury our dead. They can fend for themselves. Where do we need to go? That way. That's happening okay. for our camp. Picks himself up <laughs> off the ground, spits out some dirt, and moves over to the group and stands quietly holding his staff and giving All right. the Goliath uh, a very uh, uncertain look. <laughs> Got a little bit she again, she <laughs> reaches back into the tent, pulls something off of the wall, and tosses you the water skin. I catch it, and I toss <laughs> it right back at her. <laughs> <laughs> it was wrecked water skin. I, uh, I take a sip. I, I uh, not here. It's uh, it back. it's rum. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> And I take a second swig, and then I toss it back to her. Pardon me. What about the bard? The bard was with Rodman. If they're not here, then that is a problem for another time. Indeed. We think she might know about their situation. Oh, potentially. What situation? Not among the dead. Um, Rodnan, one of yours, I believe, yes? No. He worked what about with the phantoms. Did he? What about the bard? And Franklin? Worked with with Rodnan, as far as I'm aware. With Rodnan? Did Rodnan work for Franklin? Did Franklin work for Rodnan? Do you know their... Oh, no. I just always saw them together. Alrighty. How long have you been seeing them together? few weeks now he met us as a member of the phantoms three or four weeks ago he was our sure he was our point of contact and said he was looking for something interesting was chasing down a lead hmm. and uh then showed up last night well it shouldn't surprise you then that he is not among the dead very likely that he is the one who sold you out Seems he has a habit of doing that. Hmm. Oh, so I'm not the only one that keeps poor company. That's good to know. Yeah. Condolences. It's not pleasant. 
Nope. Death is for the living. I'd prefer to move on. So, where to? Bullet rowing, it seems. Very good. I have some provisions. Take what you need. You can grab food and refill your water from the camp and we can make way. I have a, at least a rudimentary map that'll get you some pathways through the jungle without having to take the main road if you prefer. Otherwise, we can get back on the road and head north. As people are gathering provisions, I would have remembered from earlier tonight that a whole bunch of, like, coins or medallions had spilled out metal pieces when they were showing the stuff that they had gathered. Could I look yeah. through those and see if I recognize any of them? Um, yeah, make a make an investigation check as you kind of dig through the chest. Alrighty. Investigation. Come on, don't let me down. Alright. What is it? Eleven. So at an eleven, you head off towards that tent where she was at, and it's kind of sitting just outside of it. And you start digging through, rummaging through a lot of coins, some old medallions and chains, and um, Yarin kind of steps up behind you as you're looking through it, and I hope you find something. I uh, yes, and I take out mine. Have you seen anything like this in here? I'm looking for matching ones. I want to see if. You may recognize it. Never seen anything like it. All right. Well, I close it. Thank you for your time. I just didn't want to bother you. Very good. And I head off. A little the, like, walking around. <laughs> the um, rest of the camp starts to tend to the dead. Um, they take them off to the woods and bury, bury them in a shallow group grave and start to clean things up so they can rest for the evening before packing the next day. Digging in Penelope, what are you two up to while all of this is conversations happening? Hiding in the brush, but notice that Penelope <laughs> clearly saw me uh, <laughs> and dropped a stick. I hope they don't bring anyone here. They did the barbarian, or the, what was she? What is she? Sorry, not barbarian. Uh, no, she's I, a Goliath. Goliath. Large she woman. Did, yeah, she did see us, or you, and me, and Zane. Should I send another message? The last one you told me to reply to, the message. No, sorry, I told her to reply. Oh, but you said that out loud. Yeah, I kind of missed it. I'm still learning. <laughs> uh, I don't know what their plans are. But it might be something to consider that Diggin is associated with the Ivory Phantoms. <laughs> I will, I'll send another message. Okay. okay. Open up my book. Wait, put my glasses back on. <laughs> Just, <laughs> just, just, just awkwardly stand there in the woods while she's like, one minute, let me put my glasses on. Over to my book. Like, and then without my glasses. My, my quill magically appears, and 
or start writing another message that says, um, Pink Lady, please try to leave the Goliath in the camp as she has seen Diggin and has currently thinks Diggin is of the Phantoms. You can reply to oh. this message. <laughs> <laughs> I can take care of that. Also, I think the word Maximil would be less words than Pink Lady, although either is fine. <laughs> but if you're watching out for that, um, full stop. Okay. <laughs> she says she's going to do her best. Ah, Miss Yaren. Um, <laughs> she's question. sitting by the fire now, sharpening this giant sword and she has a huge bow next to her that stands about six and a half feet tall i like pull on tarak's sleeve and like drag him with me as backup moral support <laughs> I, you can I catch flying stuff okay <laughs> hi ma'am yes what <laughs> so um well here's the thing you remember Zane? Zane and uh, Diggin, who stopped by earlier today? Did you find them? Th th yes. They. Where are they? She are not bad guys. Uh -oh. They're um, not ivory phantoms. Do I hear this? <laughs> I don't know. They, We're they, super you're outside far of away. camp, boy. You guys are pretty far outside of camp. Nope, you can't hear this. Okay. There. It was an elaborate ruse to attempt to gather information, but they're not ivory phantoms, you see. They are with us. Please it's don't a lot hurt of liars me. Liars in my camp in one night. I, I I've never said a lie to you. I promise. Hmm. I promise. I don't like it. It's not my style. What were you lying for? Me? What were your friends lying to me for? Um, well, you see, we wanted to find out about whether or not this camp was associated with Ivory Phantoms. And then we found out the answer, and then they left. You didn't bring them here? I, we did not bring the Avery Phantoms here. We are in no part related to the Avery Phantoms. If we did bring them here, it was because they were being tricksy and following us. Do I what need to What we told roll? you is actually true. We were sent by the Hammers. We were told by them that this was an Ivory Phantoms camp. And to, you know, scare you off, we come here, we find that you're full of children and, and non-combatants. You're just surviving. We don't fault you for that. Exactly. What so we opted said? for diplomacy. Bring your friends here. Are you going to hurt them? Please don't. They're very nice. Bring your friends here. Are you going to Could hurt you them? Please promise that you're going to be nice and fair to them. She'll put the great sword away <laughs> and then picks up the bow and just oh. holds it. <laughs> the rock. Be on the lookout with your <laughs> thing. I'll go grab him. And I, like, 
Scooby-Doo runoff. <laughs> and I um, let them yeah, know. Head to the north side where you left them, and um, Diggin and Penelope watches Max Milcom's running outside of camp and looking around for you, and not able to really spot I, I, you in I the start darkness. running towards her, and I say, are we safe? Are we good to go? I cannot promise you yes. What happened? But you're as safe as you could possibly be. As, as we could get you. Is coming with us? She's coming with us, all right. What? But she's not going to be super mad at you, maybe? Elaborate. Well, uh, um... She's strong. She'll help us with the ivory phantoms. But... But she's still kind of mad that she lied to her. We only made them make a promise. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you, you're safe. You can come here. Uh, Diggin? You can come. Uh, wh where is Mr. Diggin? Is he nearby? <laughs> he was. He picked up the stick. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's doing that. My eyes scan right over him. <laughs> is he like behind a tree or something? Diggin. You can show yourself. Throws the stick down. Like walks out like right next to you. <laughs> oh. Hello, you're very good at hiding. Let's go, let's go. And be nice, be gentle, oh. don't be threatening. But, you know. Do I look threatening? Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. Okay. <laughs> Diggin doesn't know what to do. Oh Tarak, as they're discussing, she leans into you and looks closely and says, do not interfere. <laughs> do, not, do not hurt them. We were hired to do a job just like you. We did our job do not interfere. without hurting you. Remember that, whatever you do. And okay. I kind of step back and just watch her very closely. Do I hear her insisting on not interfering? <laughs> oh, yeah. She's not being quiet about it. I guess Diggin will, like... Uh look at Penelope and just watch Penelope. It's up to you. Up to Diggin. Yeah. I can pretend it, Zane ran away. If it was up to Diggin, we would have left long ago. True. I would have left with you. What do you guys like our, to do? Our friends are in the camp. <clears throat> she said we'll what be does... safe. Hmm. Can I insight check on the safe? <laughs> hey, I said I I said safe as yeah. we could get you. You can make an insight check on the okay. and then um, Maximil, would you make a um, eleven performance or a deception check? It's up to you. Now, since this is the first time this is or deception, it's up to you. Um, if you're just if you're not deceiving, then you're just your performance, your ability to orate. Yeah. But um, so this is the first time we've done this, so I want to make sure that it's clear and established for everybody when we're doing inter-party insight checks. I am never gonna take ownership of your character and say what it says. So we have an insight of eleven from Diggin and a performance of fourteen for Maximil. Maximil, 
What does Diggin pick up from this? What is he... What's the vibe he's getting off you? You get to own this part of the narrative and decide what happens. Um, Maximil is nervous, <clears throat> but she is being forthright in saying that she tried her darndest to make sure that you guys would be safe. Fine. <laughs> and I'll, Diggin will just start walking straight to the camp. Can I okay. shield Dig? No, I can't. <clears throat> if I see Yarin draw the arrow, I want to try and cut the bowstring. Uh. Okay. Can I like, can I hold that as an action? Nice. Sure. Uh-uh. Like, I want so to make as... it very clear that I'm not going to attack her. I want to like aim for the string of the bow so that yep. she can't shoot my friends. Uh, this is cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> She looks over the group of you. Um, she says, like, the group of you directly near her. This is a tradition of my people. Do not interfere or are considered hostilities. And she watches as the two of the three of them, sorry, start to make their way back into camp. And she knocks a six foot long arrow on this massive bow and draws it. <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> I, and she says, I said not to interfere and boom, punches Dorn. Or sorry, not Dorn, Soren. Not Dorn. <laughs> Dorn's like, why did I get punched? <laughs> oh, you hit me! You got it! <laughs> Soren, your mouth is getting me into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do I cut the string? Um, make an attack roll. And, okay. and Tarak, oh when he sees it, I try to hold uh, Soren back. Oh, man. With Ooh, chain of, chain of events. Yeah, um, with him trying to stop you from doing it, make an attack roll with disadvantage. Oh, boy. Thanks for trying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tarak manages to get an arm up, block the attack on the bowstring, and then she says, I said not to interfere. 19 to hit. Uh, yeah, that hits. I don't suppose I can shield in the same time, huh? Uh, Does she shoot me? Use your Punches reaction. You. Yeah, yeah, you held your action, and that's your reaction that usage reaction. to hold your action. So she punches you for six points of damage. Just clocks you in the face. And she looks down at you and don't interfere. She looks at Tarak. Thank you. And she pulls this massive arrow back and launches it at Diggin. And Diggin, as you're walking in, you hear what sounds like ballista fire, this projectile of like whistling artillery that lands at your feet in the sand. I'll just you deceived torture. my house. You said we'd be safe. You owe me blood for that that was spilled today. And well, the blood coming from my nose, does that count? <laughs> and Diggin. Um Diggin, this scene is yours. What would you like to do? You control the NPC's reactions too, but she says. You've deceived my house, and blood is owed for that which was spilled. You own the scene. 
the arrow landing at his feet will not really phase his stride. And he'll walk and grab the large arrow from the ground. Blood it will be. And just continue walking towards her. Okay. No. Is he you keep walking toward her. Mm -hmm. Are you walking with him? I'm walking behind him, yeah. Trying to keep up. She pulls back a second arrow. I warn you, thing. Blood for blood, an offering is required of you. She lets the second one loose. Step in front and of this arrow. one goes past there he goes is aimed away from you and it lands in front of penelope's feet was it at penelope, penelope? it was toward penelope and landed at her feet penelope this this arrow is almost twice your size <laughs> i super squeal <laughs> what do you want from them how will you be satisfied She looks towards Diggin and she pulls out a third arrow. This one she sets blood. She sets down the bow and takes the arrowhead and just runs it across her palm and holds her hand out towards yours or towards Diggin. Can I pop shield? Uh um, oh, you go ahead. <laughs> I don't think I can cut through metal. Um, uh, yeah, Diggin will keep walking, but the, the shot at Penelope, I don't like, I will, I'll, I'll throw down the arrow at her foot. This is between you and me. Blood it will be. Okay. She'll take your hand. Then, since there's no blood on it, she kind of attempts to crush it a little bit to at least do some damage. Um, so you can attempt to resist it or not. She's going to make an athletics tech to try to crush your hand. Is his hand metal? I think it would be naturally it's... resistant. I'm not resisting it, but it's, it's kind okay. of like natural resistance. So. All right. So because it was... It's a natural 20 in the athletics check. Um, she a dragon? So you, you try to... She is not a dragon. No, I don't know why the foundry like marks all my roles as adult brass dragon. <laughs> when I don't have something selected, it's just like, everything's a dragon now. That's your, that's your stage name. You might have something selected somewhere. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it is. At some point, maybe a I test. I literally think it's like one of my top creatures listed in my alphabetical list or something. It is. Yeah. Look under the right click under the players menu. We'll do it later. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it later. <laughs> but um, digging, she does crush your hand. You take three points of crushing damage and whatever fluid makes up the internal part of your body. She kind of looks down to her hand and there's something on it. Say like hydraulic sure. fluid. Something. Of some sort. And she goes, well, I've never seen a Yurig's blood, so the debt's satisfied. 
Penelope is not to be hurt. No, no, but you seem not to understand, so I just figured an additional warning was warranted. He seemed quite a literal person. You knock another arrow towards her, you will die. Sure, we'll see and cross that bridge when we come to it. She kind of puts the arrows away and sits back down and returns to sharpening her sword. All right. I, what would you guys like to do? Are we good? I'm not. My nose is broken. <laughs> I wasn't asking you. Can I come over now? Come on. I think this is safe as it's going to get. Can I like pick her up and over the the arrow? <laughs> Just like by the shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I. Uh... <laughs> I step over next to Sarn and I said, my apologies, but it did not seem like a smart idea to attack her. And I tried to set his nose. Ouch. Ah. Ah. Ouch. Should I try to do a medicine? Check? Um, well, that yeah, one, you break it even more. Go medicine check. Let's see how you do. Break it the other way. Yeah, you do manage to you know help stop the bleeding a little bit, and it's not healed by any means. But okay, she looks at a lot of you as you're getting prepared, and she tosses a map out and says, "We can either go through the jungle or along the road. It's up to you." But rest here for the night, and we can take off in the morning. Yeah. All right. So, looking on the actual map here, I will draw for you really quick. There is a winding path that kind of goes through the forest. It takes you up in this direction. Mm. As um, to get up to Fort Rowing, or you have the option of half a day's travel to the um, south there, or southwest there, and then making your way up. Is it faster if you go on a road? This is just me asking as a It, it is generally faster to go on a road, yes. Um, uh, I know the article is massive, and I don't expect anyone to ever, like, read it every time to remember it. However, um, there is a travel section there. Um, if you're traveling at a normal pace on foot, um, on a road grants you an additional um or additional like length to the uh, to what's considered a short travel which determines how many events you get while you're traveling um and you know you you move a little bit quicker so on foot normal by road you get an additional six miles a day effectively it's a little easier to travel so you can get some extra miles in i think the road go down then to the road or Go to the road and start roading. <laughs> Trying to get there as soon as we can. That seems to make a lot of sense. Just... Okay. Alright, well, what we'll need then is um you can use the in-character chat, um, or you can just tell me and kind of discuss amongst yourselves really fast. But we do need someone to be the guide. That person is going to be in charge of Decisions regarding the route, rest, and travel. Their primary attribute for the travel is wisdom, um, survival checks. Um, only one person can be the guide. We can assign multiples to the rest of them. We need scout, 
when someone's in charge of setting up camps, opening new trails, that's an intelligence investigation or a stealth for their primary attributes. Um, hunters and foragers are in charge of finding food in the wild, survival checks for them as well. And then sentinels or lookouts are in charge of keeping watch over the, the group and making sure everybody stays safe. Um, that's going to be perception checks primarily. So if you guys want to sort it out amongst the group of you, um, we'll figure out who's who. Okay. Oren has lived off the land for a long time. Uh, if we need to plan the routes and such, I volunteer. Uh, not bad at scouting. I can... Okay. I'll gather food. I can help her with that. Alright, and, um... Yarin will take any job you guys offer, and she will aid whoever is working on it. Hmm. So we still need sentry? We need, yep, looks outs. Um, it sounds like we have a one person scouting so far, one person hunting, foraging. We need sentries, and then we have a guide. Tarak can do a sentry. Okay. Uh, Diggin's eyes are going to be solely trained on this Goliath woman, and I think will be too distracted to aid. Okay. So Diggin is just traveling. Um. Did you catch that I'd be aiding Pippi with the okay. foraging? Okay. Alright, so if you guys are assigning multiple people to a job, then um, we need one person to be the primary on that. So we have Penelope and Maximil, our hunters, foragers. Who would like to be the primary on that? And then the other one will aid. Her. Okay. Could be with Max aiding. Scouts was Soran. Soran. Um, Doran is our guide. Diggin is a little busy. Um, and then Lookout will have Tarak as the main person for that, and then Yaren will stay back with the group and kind of offer aid as a sentinel as well. Okay. That means, Doran, you are in charge of planning the route. Do you have access to the drawing tool? Uh... Looks like a pencil on the left-hand menu. Uh, I do not. Oh no. Let me quickly configure permissions. Thought I had it so you guys could draw. Use drawing tools. Save configuration. Hang up. Yep. I got my travel music. Don't you worry. We're not traveling yet. Okay. I need you to plot a route for me. Alright, so the route, we agreed we're going to travel south to the road, and then follow the road up to the fort. It's a good draw. Right? Nice! <laughs> can trace the lines. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that nice color contrast. Fair, all I had to do was follow. Do I still get to ride Doran's back? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to sit up on my shoulder, go for it. <laughs> Sweet. All right, you guys are traveling at a normal pace, is that correct? Mm -hmm. 
Same. For this whole point of travel, Diggin will always remain in between Yarin and Penelope. Any step that she makes it, I will be directly in between. Okay. All right, so we have short travel. One, two, three, six hexes over the course of some very easy terrain. That's going to make a very low mar or low uh, difficulty for you guys, which is nice. Some of our longer travels will have obviously some epic stuff happening along the way, but this is our first time using this on the live stream. So if I could please... What we're going to do now is move into um, our departure phase. So in the next morning, having you guys resting through the night on the 12th of Caspiel, you guys head out. And what I need you to do for me, please, Doran, is make a um, make a uh, roll with a D12 and then add your survival to it. Okay. Can we take a long rest for sure? You guys are taking a long rest in the fortified camp. So, yep, you get a long rest beforehand. Um, just remember, too, with these travel rules. Yep, then just take a long rest in the system and it should make everything regenerate for you. And with this system, as we, um, as um, Doran rolls the d12 and adds his survival modifier to it. And then um, I'm checking it on the back end for just those of you who haven't played with something like this before. That kind of determines how well the journey is going to go. And as a reminder, you cannot long rest while on the road. You can only take short rests. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Correct. Because you are not in a fortified position that you can comfortably sleep for a long rest. So it's only grants you short rest on the way there. <laughs> 14 right. on survival. Departure... Departure roll on a 14. Okay. You wake up the next day. And it's not really good travel music that I want. <laughs> That's better travel music. I was like, that one's not as great. It's whimsical, but not what we're after. Having just met each other the day before, you, you start to feel a little closeness with the people around you and feel that these are some folks that you might be able to rely on should things get a little hairy and nasty. But you wake up in the middle of this camp, having just witnessed the atrocities from the night before, but you remember you now have objectives and missions and you feel a sense of purpose and wonder as the veil recedes in the morning and the sun shines bright high in the sky. And you remember that you are out in the thick of the Catalan wilderness and venturing back on paths that some of you have come before and you know that there are great wonders to be seen out inside of the out in the Catalan jungle um you guys will actually get um let's see all of your um initial um encounter rolls um, for the run or for this uh travel you guys actually get all those at advantage and on the back end you guys are getting bonuses too everything so All right. Now, oh, as we take off and road after the first day's travel, you guys make it partway up the road. Um, you come to the big intersection where a lot of people are kind of meeting and 
know, traffic crosses there between Mitotona and the rest of the Busat Protectorate. Um, there are some guards there who kind of, you know, give Yarn the once-over as your group travels along the road, but plenty of carts are moving along the road as well. You you spot in a, another traveling group probably once an hour or so. And then at that intersection near Fort Rowing, there are a couple of guards just talking casually on the side of the road, um, watching people move past. Things get a little bit quieter as you make it past that big T intersection on your way up to Fort Rowing. And Penelope, you on the side of the road notice some tracks from some game animals um, that happen to be venturing close to the road. And you can see fresh signs that there are some creatures nearby. Um, I need you to make a survival check for me with advantage because you guys started off wonderfully and you have Maximil helping you out. Fourteen. All right. I'm, I'm not hunting the, the game animals, am I? <laughs> nope. I am. No, I figured Penelope was. I figured Penelope was not hunting animals actively. That's why it is a <laughs> hunter slash forager role. Okay. So as you as you follow the, the the tracks of game, you know that game nearby is usually a sign that there's something tasty nearby too. As you kind of slip off into the jungle looking for something interesting to eat. You come upon um, an exotic group of mushrooms. You and Max and Neil kind of like flag each other down. And they're these beautiful purple and yellow mushrooms that are stacked in trellises up the side of some of these um, trees. And you can see that as far as the creatures could reach, they've nibbled them off the side of these trees. But farther above where they couldn't, there are plenty available. You manage to collect enough to feed everyone in that evening around the campfire as everybody's enjoying a bit of something to eat you come out with this wonderful feast of like roasted mushroom stew that you're able to prepare off of these and you guys are actually going to gain a plus one to your arrival roll which is going to influence your social interactions when you get there hey. and we're going to play one other fun game this evening as we're all sitting around the campfire. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. All on a D6. Soren, you are us. On um, Nope, this is a game from the wonderful Dale Kingsmill, um, who has some fantastic D&D homebrew stuff. And this is our campfire story. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit and draw you a card. So the way this works is it's a um, uh, a story of it's either a story of love, a story of pain, a story of loss, and a story of gain. And depending on which suit you get determines which type of story Soren shares around the campfire that evening. Um, it does not have to pertain specifically to your character. It could be a tale you heard growing up. It could be whatever information you want to share. But you will have the floor with a spade, which is a story of loss. Right. As we're all uh, we're we're all gathering around and eating mushrooms while this is happening, right? Yep. Telling telling stories. <laughs> oh man. Ew. <laughs> Stew. 
do. <laughs> do, I, do I go deep or do I go surface level? Hmm. It's up to you. It is a story of loss. Right. Um, man. <laughs> Too soon. I told you guys I'd put you on the spot like this. <laughs> I know. You love it. All right. We'll, DM we'll go for skills. It. That actually reminds me of a, a story I. Uh, well, it's not really a story. It's more of an experience. Um, I, you know, I carry around this, like waving my rapier around kind of just flippantly. It's a bit odd for spellcasters, I know. Um, yeah, I was taught a very odd discipline when I was younger by a, um, by a wonderful man named Vitrain. Um, we used to live underneath the city of Busat. We were, um, well, in hiding. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the um, events of ages long past, but we had to hide. And uh, he was one of my first friends, I would say. And he taught me how to use this to cast spells. He's a good friend. And we, like our dear Yaren here, were also betrayed, unfortunately. Um, on a scouting mission, we were lured into a warehouse that was, in hindsight, quite clearly a trap. Everything was set up to be perfectly grabbable for unguarded. And um, he covered our escape, the three of us that survived. We ran into the night, but unfortunately he did not make it much like, well, oh. I want you to know I'm familiar with the, the feelings that you have, and though I know that revenge is often the first thing that comes to mind, I've lived for a very long time now, dealing with these lingering thoughts of <sighs> wanting to get back at the people who took away my first friend, my teacher, my mentor. These people are gone now. I have no one to get revenge on, but again, in hindsight, I think I'm glad for it. Nothing to be gained from revenge. Something to think about. Yaren, hearing the story, just kind of solemnly finishes eating and then rolls over and goes to sleep. Next day, you begin the last bit of journey on your way up to Fort Rowing. The remainder of the travel is easy on the road. You pass by some friendly people. Nice nod and wave. The weather's favorable. There's a cool breeze coming through the, from the sea far to the east as you guys work your way up to Fort Rowing. And with a successful arrival at Fort Rowing, I need our guide to make our arrival roll as well. Um, so what that's going to be, um, since it was on easy terrain, you're going to get a bonus of one. Um, you guys completed an event um, that gave you an additional bonus of plus two, I believe. I'm double checking. Plus one. So go ahead and roll a D8 plus two for me. And then since this was an additional, a uh, fairly easy one, go ahead and add an additional one. So we'll do a plus three. D8 plus three. Plus three. 
nine. Okay. So with an eight or above, the journey along the road here has reaffirmed your dedication to this struggle that you're all caught up in, finding out who these ivory phantoms are and where they're holding Elric, who the man inside of, or the dragonborn at Fort Rowing is, and really what these people are doing to everybody around the area and finally getting an answer to Rodden and what is going on with him. Um, you guys have, you know, weathered a couple hardships in your short few days to together, um, but you all are inspired. And what that means is for all social interactions, you guys gain advantage on every check until you fail a roll for the next 48 hours. And so yeah. Yeah, that's why you guys arrive inspired and fill, or filled with hope. Very nice travel along the path. But you arrive at Fort Rowling. The guard is changing in the afternoon sun. And Maximil, mm -hmm. someone spots you coming into camp and comes running down to excitedly greet you. Black feathers ruffle. Oh, no. <laughs> as you hear, I'm Maximil. And I come and I give him a big hug. And he returns the hug. And those of you who have not been here before see this Kenku dressed in the garb of Busat that greets Maximil happily and looks up to you. And you hear a roarous applause come from its open beak. Mm -hmm. um, and then it looks at the group with you, hears over, sees Soren, goes, does get kind of annoying, doesn't it? In Soren's voice. <laughs> Hello. Soren! Yes. It's, uh, it wasn't meant for him. It was to one of the guards that seemed quite put off by his mimicry. I find it fascinating, but, you know. Don't listen to him slap. I think slap. it's quite cool. Slap bows. Very talented, yes. In Soren's voice. You are. Yes, you, you are. are. A master voice actor, if I may. <laughs> he, uh, he bows a little bit to you, um, and he makes the sounds of crickets, and as the sun is kind of getting low, or not getting low, I apologize. Man, I'm starting to lose my own world lore. I'm getting a little, like, sleepy and, <laughs> and messed up here. Um, makes the sounds of crickets, and you, you see the veil covering the sun as it's starting to get dark and he kind of looks back to you and go like looks over the group rubs his tummy best food y'all find out here in maribel's voice yes please oh man i could go for some of that ale that that dwarf had the last time we were here soren oh yes that's right you all got Strongest tail. Replace those feathers on your chest with hairs. In Coltac's <laughs> voice. Uh, tell me, little bird, uh, have you seen other dragon person around here? Other dragon person around here. <laughs> and then thinks for a minute and pulls out four arrows and holds up four arrows. Other dragon person around here. Four of them. This many? Are any of them named uh, Keth? Keth? Mm -hmm. 
Okay, okay. Can you, Thank you for can your you help. lead us to them? Can you show us? Can you lead us to them? Where are they? He kind of looks around and points. Just uh, everywhere. Just in a particular <laughs> yeah. direction or don't know. Kind of annoying, isn't it? I just looked at Diggin and I'm just like, what a fascinating what a fascinating creature. Diggin is not amused. Kenku immediately looks to Diggin. Diggin is not amused. Oh yes, he's going to love you. Oh, this is... <laughs> conversations are going to be fascinating. Yes. <laughs> Literalist and a mimic. Perfect. <laughs> he actually reaches back over to other dragonborn here, and he like grabs you on the sleeve and points to one that's kind of walking through the camp. Um, there's oh. a, a blue dragonborn female making her way through the camp. Um, seems to be in leather garb. Um, doesn't match the picture that you've seen. Okay. No, that is not the one we're looking for, but thank you, little bird. Not the one Can I am we tell... looking for. Could we tell any details about the dragonborn that we had from the picture, like coloration or armor or anything like that? Clothing, it was, markings? It was like a graphite sketch. It's very hard okay. to tell. Okay. All right. But you said the features that were on the sketch don't match the features of the dragonborn. Yeah, this, this female dragonborn that's walking by has a, a much rounder face, and this was like a very thin-faced dragonborn. Um, looked almost got in some places, like they didn't eat enough. Hmm. The one on the drawing? The one on the drawing, yes. Yeah. Okay. I kind of lean over, or Tarak leans over to Dorn. My scared friend, perhaps you can go and ask that female dragonborn if there are more of you. Perhaps she will know. She may trust you more than she would us. I'm not wrong, my friend. All right. Uh, uh, we'll be right back. And goes and as, to try and catch up. As you're walking away, Slap kind of walks up with the digging and says, dig in. And then points to himself and goes, and you hear the sound of a slap. And then in Max Mill's voice, you hear, oh, Slap, that's very cute. <laughs> digging is not amused. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> And then he, he very quickly, like, reaches down on the ground and grabs a stick and, like, throws it up into the air. And he, like, looks at you, <laughs> pulls out a bow and just goes, Phew! without breaking eye contact with you. And you hear, and the little stick goes, Phew! very impressive, yes, in Soren's voice. <laughs> Diggin is not amused. Diggin is not amused. Diggin is not amused. Hmm. <laughs> Diggin it's kind of annoying. Picks up it? a stick, throws it, and then throws a dagger at it. Ooh. Make an attack roll. Um. I will. <laughs> oh. Please be a low roll. Let's see. <laughs> Only time I was bet on you. Oh. <laughs> uh, 19. As it hits the stick. Very Just impressive, yes. In Sora's yeah, right. voice. Glaring at this bird. 
I run and get his dagger for him. Oh. Oh, Slap is amused. And then Slap mm. makes the sound of laughter and just kind of walks away and grabs Maximil by the hand and says, best food y'all find around these parts and starts walking off towards the kid to the tavern or the, the long house really that serves a, a galley. Um, Doran, you head over to the other Dragonborn. Uh, as I approach, I just kind of hello there. Um, I'm curious hello there. to know if you're familiar with this um, person I'm, I'm searching for. Uh, it is a matter of great importance. Have you heard of a Kethorian? No, the name does not sound familiar to me, but you wouldn't happen to be from the homeland, are you? Not for a long time now. I haven't heard of someone with as thick of an accent as you in quite a while. True, your own accent is very, very faint. You must yeah. have been spend some out time out here. Very long. I grew up in Eat, so there's a little bit uh, of that there. But uh, there's there's one other fellow that does. He has very thick accent like yours, but he's a uh, he spends his time mostly in the clergy. He does some work for them. Uh, uh, or, sorry, the, the chapel and points off to this, this big chapel. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a rather inauspicious looking building. It's very simple. Um, and there's a few different religious symbols on the outside of it. Um, those of you, I have, wow, I should really apologize and be better about this. Those of you that have not been to Fort Rowing, I should probably describe what you're <laughs> looking at. <laughs> um, we just stepped foot in. It's all good. You just walked in hard. I know. I'm pretty, I forget that like everybody Camp. else here has been <laughs> to the Port Rowing. Um, oh, so this is a very large fortress that's set up with um, palisades and big spiked logs along the wall. Um, this is a massive undertaking that holds the symbol of the city of Busat um, and the Busat Protectorate uh, kind of adorn the outside. And then looking at the troops as you come in, all of the guard are wearing um, insignia of Busat. Um, they all have their tabards on, they're, you know, working in shifts, and this is a very large outpost. Now, Penelope and Diggin, you definitely have heard of Fort Rowing. Um, it is the northernmost outpost, still manned by the Pusat Protectorate, and this is pretty much the launch pad for all expeditions into the Katala jungle. If people are going out to search for things, investigate ruins, everybody stops at Fort Rowing and makes their way north, or east or west, wherever you're going from here. But Fort Rowing is the last stop, and it's very well stocked. Mitotona um, keeps the provisions coming in. Um, the Hammers of Mitotona are one of the mercenary groups that bring um, supplies up here. Um, those, that's the wagon train you all saw coming into town a few days ago. But this is a very impressive, very large fort with a lot of basic, like, Catal and Redwood buildings. A lot of the, the wood is just hewn from the local area. Um, a very large longhouse where there's a smokestack coming out of the back, and you can those of you with um, olfactory senses, so not digging, uh, can smell all the delicious food coming from uh, the longhouse. There is the the chapel, a very basic looking chapel, and some barracks, as well as a few cabins uh, that are rented out to expedition members, um, people who are preparing to leave for a journey into the jungle. Um, and then there is a there's a primary office up near the entrance, um, but there is one gate in and out of the city, and it faces south. 
and then the rest of it is palisades and ramparts that are manning against the wilderness. So, Doran, she points out the spot to you. You, you know, he uh, usually spends his time in there, and uh, he's helping out with the in the clergy. You know, bringing a little bit of a uh, bit of the home religion down far south here. There's not many of us dragonborn, but those that need a little bit of the teaching, he's there for. Oh, thank you very much for your assistance. And Doran is actually going to head back to um, try and find the rest of his friends. Okay. Everybody else, Maximil starts walking off with Slap the Kenku, making their way to um, to this long house where food is served. But what would the rest of you like to do? Yeah, stare on this bird until I realize Penelope's running off. And then I'll, I'll remember that there's a bigger threat than this stupid mimicking bird. That just... <laughs> Don't you say that about Slap. No, <laughs> oh, didn't say it out loud, but he can't figure out what this stupid bird's problem is. <laughs> I would uh, just hold back until Doran's done talking with her, just kind of looking around, yeah. making sure everything's kosher and see what he finds. Yeah. I, I watch Doran talk to her as well and just wait until he comes back. Okay. Doran. Right. So, yeah, I come up and kind of approach uh, Soren and Tarak and said, well, unfortunately, she did not have much information for me, but she did let me know that the priest of the local uh, church uh, it's possible that he may know something. So uh, I didn't want to go alone just in case it might be dangerous. I figured I should come back for you guys. Not a bad idea. Looking uh, at the the temple, or does it look open? Um, yeah, it is open. Karak, um, you're well aware the last time you spent a little time there that it's open all hours of the day. Should anybody need prayer before they set off? Oh. So, did did she tell you about another dragonborn, or? Yeah, she said that the um, one of the preachers in this church is a dragonborn, and that he is apparently pretty recently from the homeland as well. So odds are uh, he would have a lot more information than she would. She she had no accent. It's like she's been living here for years. Hmm. Sh shall we talk to him? I think that's a plan, yes. Sounds like a plan. Okay. What would the rest of you like to do? Uh, Penelope, Maximil, Diggin, you all heading into the longhouse? Yes. I'll After grab I my run up and dagger. Give, yeah, yeah, I run up and give him his dagger. <laughs> Thank you, Penelope. And then I'll, I'll sheathe it, but then I'll revert my gaze back to Yara and then address the party. We are here for blood. We need to find what? Elric. Two missions. We have to find your then we have to find this person, Keth, and make sure that they are safe. But I also Again. think before we get any of those, we need to get some meat because I've just been eating mushrooms for the past couple of days and I need some protein. <laughs> Go get yourself food. Uh, we will join you as soon as our business at the, at the church is completed. Well, I mean, 
I don't want to let you guys go in alone. I was just suggesting, you know, group activity. Oh. I was going to say, if you hear explosions, come running. Ah, well. If that's what we're concerned about, maybe I should come along. You know, cause some of my own explosions. And time might be of essence. Yes. That was my thought. Dakin has a debt to pay. Right. right. So is everybody heading over to the church then? Okay. Those of you that step inside, very nondescript and non... Um, oh, the word escapes me, but there's not a single entity that is worshipped here. Um, when you come in, you see that there are three stands at the front of the pew, or the, um, uh, at the pulpit. Instead of being a single book, there are three different books open with a couple different people reading from them. And you see... Um, Turok, unlike last time you came in, uh, there are a few more people in here this time, um, praying in groups, um, little clusters of people um, that are praying to different gods throughout this little chapel. And everyone seems a little bit busy, but there are a couple uh, clergymen dressed in their robes um, up near the front that nod to the group of you as they come in. Um, one of them is a human male. Um, the other one is a dragonborn male, a um, little older in the face, uh, skin a little got, a little thin looking, um, walking with a cane as the group of you enter. They kind of approach you together. Does the, human... does, does the older dragonborn uh, match the drawing at all? He looks very similar. Okay. Maybe a couple of years older. Um, but the human male addresses the group as welcome. We observe all faiths here, and we have some private areas, and you can see there's curtained off little alcoves to allow for privacy. Um, whatever God it is that you pray to, any blessings that you require, we're here to give it. Will you all be staying with us for a few days? Uh, not as long as that, actually. We are here to speak with Catherine. Um, who has the drawing? Soren, at the mention of the name Ethorian, you see the dragonborn visibly become uncomfortable, but very slightly. Uh, mm. Nobody else picks up on this. Can I try and like catch his gaze? Yeah, he kind of looks and locks eyes at you a little bit. I'm just kind of a soft, but like oh, that. Hi. Hello. You, isn't it? Oh, uh, well, it is not who you think it is. You think we have preconceived notions. I assure you, we are here to save your life rather than take it. Like I do not know. Wait, why would I need my life to be saved? Show him so, the who, ha who has the drawing? Because I don't remember. I, did, did, I gave it to you last, so I think you have it. Okay. okay. I thought so, you gave it back, but... I thought I gave it back to you, but I can't remember. So um, I guess I'll pull out the drawing. Is this the sealed note from Ivory Phantoms? Mm -hmm. no, no, from, from the Fangs. Okay, so it's something different. Fangs. Oh yeah, no, it's the it's the fangs, right? The one with the different seal. The, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, pull that out, kind of like just hold it and um, someone wants your life, my friend. You've never seen a dragonborn go pale before today. <laughs> what color was he before? Oh, okay, kind of actually question. similar similar to Dor, and he was a bronze dragonborn. And now he is an ice one. <laughs> He's a very pale one. How how do you know that name? Where did you find this? Right here. It's not mixed in with some very bad people's belongings, but uh, we thought it pertinent to come and let you know that your life may be in danger. Maybe well, in danger is quite ambivalent. Your life is in danger. I am at peace with my gods. And I will enter to the afterlife willingly if it needs be. But I have been here for years. Do you know any others that are in danger? Especially if they have found me here. Anyone else could be noticed as well. The eyes Doran up and down. You have the uh... look of one and you have you speak it is it are you here to kill me young man no 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 no, no. i do not associate with the fangs this is something that we happened upon and i just wanted to see what was going on to make sure that anybody who was in danger was made safe quite a great deal of effort to get here in time to possibly save your life well, I you know why someone might want you dead. Yes, very much so, because I, I fled England. You claim years ago, right? Years ago, yes. Why would they wait so long to put out a hit on you? They don't like people to know that we come from a place that keeps us as slaves still. But if mm, my life is I, forfeit, so be it. If you know anyone else who has escaped, young one, eyeing Doran, I suggest that they avoid this area at all costs. Because if I have been found in the middle of a desert halfway around the world... Doran, do you uh, have a target on him as well? Uh, listen, uh, there are other dragonborn in this area that could also be in danger. Uh, me being a dragonborn in this area, I'm in danger. Uh, you do know who they send to kill those that escape, right? You do know what people have wrought on your family if you have escaped. Trust me, I know all too well. That torture that you were privy to before you left will now be extended to your entire family. And the first one that breaks, their first mission will be to kill you. We're running. They don't like it when their slaves escape. They like their privacy in Udland. The assassins are following us? No, but Doran. most likely him. He's with us. Doran kind of sighs heavily and looks to his friends and says, 
there is much I had hoped to keep hidden from you all, but it's truly the time that the truth must come out. I am not just a wandering man traveling uh, in the area. I have escaped with you. And if they are after me, then you are all in danger as well. Hmm. These are apparently very dangerous folks. Extremely. We all with our past. But if you are in danger, then we shall be in danger with you. leave this place uh, as soon as possible. Find your friend, yes, but then after that is complete, we need to get the hell out of this area. Uh, the, the good news is you have time, young one. If you are found, then oh, they, they will not send just anyone after you. Do you have surviving family? Exactly who they would send. That you have time as the word gets to them before your assassin shows to claim you back to the motherland. If I may, I have a question. I'm a bit unlearned in this regard. They send your family to hunt you down if you escape. They, uh, they have very interesting recruitment methods start torturing the entire family of one who's escaped. The first one that breaks and decides that he will hunt them down. Once that prize is brought home, the torture ends for everyone. But until then, you know that their feet are too hot coals. Their lungs are filled with water. And they are set out to freeze among the tundra. This is the price that we all pay. And that's where we're going to end this session. <laughs> nice. Oh. Heavy. Boy. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the happy music is playing in the Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> the entire time. The entire time, I'm the like, I need to get with Christina. Christina and I need to get some different music. I will send you more music. <laughs> like everything I have is like all this nice whimsical like exploring and this magical music and magical I've got music. a couple fight I got a couple fight tracks but I don't have anything that's like Serious. some shits going down but no like Soren was telling his story at the campfire and like he ended his story and then the song ended like perfectly, it perfectly. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> oh did it <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it so was funny. perfect yeah <laughs> yeah we need to we need to get some playlists going for like. Yeah. Yeah, Those. I've got everything marked up really well. I, we just don't have a you know Creative Commons license and stuff like that. We gotta yeah. find stuff that's yeah, acceptable yeah, yeah, yeah. to use. But it was funny a couple times. First, and then a stream yeah. second, so don't worry about it. It's all good. <laughs> it's just funny how things work sometimes. Yeah, really. It's so funny. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Man, I didn't think this stuff was gonna happen until at least a oh, few wow. more sessions in. Right. You're getting hunted yeah, by your family. Yeah, that's, that's rough. Uh, By the way, that's Jesus. a plot twist yeah. that I did not see coming. <laughs> Today, you didn't know. Hey, 
You listed three family members for me. Good luck figuring it out. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Perhaps a big, strong older brother, maybe? Oh, no. Yeah, Luckily, I mean, no. That secret... Doran is the eldest, but... Okay. That secret if, if, was if sitting emotional in there. manipulation is at play, I know exactly who it's is coming sister for me. sister we have to worry mm -hmm. about. We will be <laughs> discussing sister. all of that next time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. Ah. Sure yeah, I've got my hunting us, so that's good. I've got my list of secrets and clues and stuff, and just uh, you know, they're all abstract clues and secrets, just so that way you guys can find cool stuff. And I was yeah. like, well, he found uh, the ivory phantoms were looking for somebody, and they left a note, and sure, happens to be right next to him. That's a great one. We can just lay out there today and see what happens. The and then I was, I figured you guys would make it up there and like go talk to him maybe and see what happens. But you guys are like, ah. Oh, we got we got to get up there and save that guy. And I was like, okay, this is happening. Perfect. <laughs> this is, this is should the party we, going full tilt. Should we yeah. address the stream and, and yeah, analyze yeah. it? Hi stream. Yeah. Hi stream. Oh, a yeah. chat. Hey guys. <laughs> what up chat? Thank you. Guys. What up chat? <laughs> but yeah, I think and, on oh, that note, <laughs> that's where we'll end it. I will do my fun outro but if you guys want to say goodbye say goodbye <laughs> bye everybody bye, everyone. <laughs> we'll see you next week and thanks for coming so much for watching session two of Spellcast Adventures, a live play D&D show here on YouTube. If you've made it this far, please leave a comment below. That'd be really awesome. <laughs> the people in this list have previously supported my endeavors through Patreon or Twitch subs, and thank you so much for your continued support. We have a new way to support here, so if you'd like to be on this fancy page, please visit SpellcastAdventures.com and support us through our coffee link. Spellcast Adventures is live every Monday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the YouTube. Thanks. Bye.